0: Everyone knows about the large hotel chains, Hyatt, Hilton, Marriott, and how they have extremely lucrative rewards programs. But what you might not know is that in a lot of these big chains, there's these secret partnerships that have potentially huge value. Hi, my name is Sean. I'm the UC Berkeley graduate that created and taught the university-sponsored course on credit card rewards. I'm joined with my co-host, Sherwin.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Sherwin. I'm a Stanford student who's really into the points, miles, travel hobby, um, here with Sean today she to shared with you the tips and tricks I've learned along the way. The reason this podcast is called the Credit Card BS Podcast, as many of you might know by now, is that the initials B and S reflect the schools Sean and I attend, respectively, Berkeley and Stanford. But as normal, we've put aside our differences to talk about credit card rewards. So as Sean said, today's episode is on secret hotel partnerships. Let's just jump right in. So the first one to talk about is World of Hyatt and small luxury hotels of the world. So Sean, what is Small Luxury Hotels of the World, or SLH?
0: So yeah, it's a partnership with Hyatt. And what what it is, is these are hotels that you can book on the World of Hyatt app, either with points or with cash. Uh, But they're not like owned or managed by Hyatt directly. They're partner hotels. And so through these hotels, you'll get certain benefits associated with World of Hyatt. But you will not get the full suite of benefits. So for example, your status will not be recognized, whether it's globalist or whether you don't have status at all. You'll get specific benefits uh, for booking with World of Hyatt. And so these hotels, these are smaller boutique hotels. These are not usually large-scale resorts. So these are things like the world-famous Kalala Island, the the private island off the coast of Nicaragua with five, I think it's now six rooms, where it's ultra all-inclusive and you can book every 40,000 World of Hyatt points a night. So these are specific partner hotels that you can book through the app, but are not actually, you know, associated directly with Hyatt in the sense that Hyatt's not managing them or owning them.
1: Yes. And I do want to say what's really cool about SLH properties is that even though they their boutique, all of them have a particular Hyatt category, like one through eight. Now, they do tend to be on the higher, more expensive side. But what this means is that they do correspond to a set of points on the Hyatt award chart and you can redeem points. Um, at redeem Hyatt points for stays at these properties. Of course, you can also pay cash and earn Hyatt points on that stay. So as Sean said, the status, the Hyatt status you have does not matter when you're staying there. Rather, if you book through Hyatt, you know, whether you are a globalist or have no status, so you could even just make an account with no status and book, and you'll still get, you know, the following benefits. So you get free breakfast for two, complimentary Wi-Fi. Early check-in, late check-out based on availability. One category room upgrade based on availability. Um, Those nights do count toward elite status. And also, if you use the World of Hyatt credit card, you'll get the bonus points um, for Hyatt. So, Sean, thoughts on this program, the set of benefits? How useful is it?
0: Yeah, I feel like the benefits are pretty mid. I mean, what's cool, though, I will say what's cool. It's like, okay, if you're paying cash for these places, you can get better perks booking with a different program usually. Now, you wouldn't earn the Hyatt at nights, so you have to weigh that. But, you know, if you book with FHR, you book with a direct, you know, preferred virtuoso, something like that, you'll probably get better benefits booking cash. But what's unique is that you'll still get these benefits when you book with points, which is pretty cool, actually, because it, you're, you're getting nice perks even if you don't have status, which is something unique to this program. I feel like the very strong selling point of SLH is how unique and cool the hotels are. They have some very interesting options. So as I said, Kalala Island, there's one in Thailand, I think it's called Kamila, uh, which is a very beautiful looking property uh, in Phuket. There's some really just unique places that are not normally points bookable. And what's cool about this program is, you know, as you said, the, the cost is higher than you know, if it was like a World of Hyatt property directly. But there are still some pretty good sweet spot redemptions, and it can still represent a very, very good value depending on the property. So this isn't just like, oh, we have this partnership, but it's going to cost you 8 million points a night to book some loser room. It's actually a competitive award chart. And if you're able to find good properties, I feel like the value can be a very strong proposition.
1: Yes, I think this program is for you if you're you know, kind of tired of the big corporate hotels and want to try something more unique or particularized while not wanting to burn, you know, a ton of cash since they do have a competitive award chart. Um, I, You know, I do think it's pretty nice. You get perks like free breakfast and potentially a one category room upgrade, Um, even if you don't have status. But, you know, maybe if you're used to high globalist benefits, this might seem like a downgrade. But I think it's pretty solid for for the fact that, like, anyone can access it as long as you book through Hyatt. Um, now, s- some people have noticed that depending on the dates of the properties, it might be cheaper to book directly with the property than through Hyatt, assuming you're paying cash. So you kind of have to weigh the weights, I mean, we- weigh the the prices and see if the, like, the benefits you get with booking through Hyatt. SLH each partnership outweigh, like, the difference in price. But, so, gotta do the research on that one. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add, Sean, for this partnership?
0: No, I think that's it for SLH.
1: Cool. Okay. So I'll talk about the next one. The next secret partnership is between Choice Privileges and Preferred Hotels and Resorts. So Choice Privileges is um, a pretty big hotel chain. We don't talk about it that much because most of their properties in the United States are not that notable. You know, they do have some good options abroad. But today we're interested in their partnership with. Preferred Hotels and Resorts. So Preferred Hotels and Resorts is sort of similar to SLH, but it's kind of like a set of more like unique sort of boutique properties. And you can book them with choice points. Now, there is a separate website apart from the choice website um, on which you need to use to check the availability. And then you do have to call in to book. So a little more involved, but potentially pretty good value. Uh, And generally they do have a fixed, it's not a little war chart per se, but like a fixed number of points per night um, for each property. So it's not necessarily dynamic pricing. So again, it could get you outside value depending on the property location, etc. Sean, thoughts on this program? Have you used it yourself? Is it a good value?
0: Yeah, so this is a program I'm very interested in for myself because I did get the Wells Fargo choice card. And so I have quite, you know, like 90,000 plus choice points sitting there. And I have zero interest in staying in actual choice hotels. So this is going to be definitely my preferred redemption option. I haven't used it yet. I've done some browsing. I find what's interesting about it is that we have some really cool hotels that normally, you know, are not points bookable. So if you're like, for example, I was looking for hotels in like India. And they have the Leela brand of hotels, which is a very, very nice hotel chain, which is normally not points bookable at all. So being able to book that with points is pretty cool. And these are actually very competitive values for choice points. Uh, You could usually, I mean, you could see, get about like one cent per point using this redemption if you're doing it right. And that's very good for choice points because you can acquire them rather cheaply. So for me, it's something that's very interesting. I know there's like certain restrictions. Like I think, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you can only book 90 days out uh, using these points, which I feel like that's pretty annoying.
1: Uh, I think that's like, a restriction that, that applies I, I, to the choice program itself and is actually pretty annoying.
0: Oh, so it's not preferred hotels I don't resorts. know
1: if it also applies to preferred hotels resorts. It might, but I do know that, you know, if you're trying to book a choice award in, in general, like on the choices own properties, it is 90 days out. Uh, That's that's awful. That that sucks. But you might be wondering how can I earn these choice points, right? So there are a number of options. I think one that probably makes sense for most people is buying them when they're on sale. They often go on sale for less than one cent per point. Please do not buy them when they're not on sale. It will be a ripoff price. But if they're under a cent a piece, could be good value depending on your redemption for this. Uh the other option I would consider is transferring your city thank you points to choice. Because they transfer at a one to two ratio, assuming you have the Premier or Prestige cards. Um, so you know, if you look on you know the Preferred Hotels Choice website, you find a hotel kind of mentally have that price, uh, and that's the amount of city points you need, and that can be a pretty good value. Um, otherwise, you can also get the Choice Privileges credit cards by Wells Fargo. I probably recommend the ninety-five dollar annual fee one because. That one gives you 30,000 anniversary points each year just by holding the card open. So it's kind of like a free night certificate you get on other cards, but they directly give you the points. So there's more flexibility. There's no like expiration tied to a certificate, et cetera. Sean has this card. Um, Yeah. Do do you think it's a good card?
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's a pretty no-brainer card. I feel like if you're able to use the points, $95 for 30,000 points is very, very, very competitive. Uh, I don't know what the sign-up bonus is right now, but when I got it, it was 90,000 points, which is a pretty, I mean, it's like equivalent to like 45,000 city points, right? If you're going to transfer the city points out. So not a bad, not a great sign-up bonus, but not awful. And I'm looking forward to using these just because there's some properties I've wanted to try that just are not points bookable. And so being able to use points toward it is pretty nice. But I mean, it's not, not, I'm not going to lie, it's not like the most exciting program. I feel like SLH with Hyatt is a cooler partnership just given you know, how much easier Hyatt points are to earn yes. and the better redemption rates. But these, this is still a good program that I think more people should look into.
1: Yes, I agree. Especially with the ability to transfer city points one to two to choice. I think it is one of those sweet spots that is talked about enough. I will say I would not recommend transferring American Express points to choice, though those transfer one-to-one one ratio, which is pretty awful considering... You can acquire these points for less than a cent per point when they are on sale, um, and the fact that, um, you know, the you can cash out Amex points at 1.1 cents per point, the minimum with the Schwab Platinum. It, it just the opportunity cost doesn't make sense. Like I would never cash, never transfer Amex points to something that can be acquired for around a cent per point, and especially you know since the city has the one to two ratio, the one to one ratio for Amex is pretty weak. Sean, would you agree?
0: Totally agree. I really wish that I had access to city cards so I could transfer out at the one to two. But yeah, for MX, if you can just cash out your points via Schwab at 1.1. So like if you transfer them to choice, you're literally just lighting money on fire. So yeah, no reason to ever transfer to choice.
1: Yeah. Anyway, interesting partnership you should check out. Uh might work for you. Uh and then lastly, we're gonna talk about our one of our favorite partnerships that we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, uh, Wyndham and Vacasa. So Sean, let's just do a lightning breakdown since we've already talked about it so many times.
0: Yeah. So breakdown is, it costs 15,000 points, uh, Wyndham points to book a one bedroom Vacasa rental. So that's 15,000 points per bedroom per night for a Vacasa vacation rental. You get a 10% discount if you hold the Wyndham business earner card, uh, which is very, very good. Now, sadly, there is a cap here. So the Vacasa can only cost $350 per night per bedroom uh, after taxes. It used to be $500. Now it's down to $350. So that is going to be fairly restrictive now on the breadth of properties you can book. However, there, I feel like you can still find a good number of them, especially at the two-bedroom range. Uh, so you can combine points between accounts to make a single booking. Uh, but the points like from coming from each account would have to be at least one night. So if I'm making a four-night booking, I could do like three nights of payment on my account, one night of payment on another account. Uh, and you, I'm pretty sure you can gift stays to other people. You don't actually have to be the one staying there. Uh, and the way to earn Wyndham points the best would be to buy Wyndham points at less than one cent per piece when they are on sale. Uh, very competitive offering, even after the devaluation. Uh, you can easily be, you know, be getting double the value of what you're purchasing the points for. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I still think it's a great partnership. Uh, but it's just not as good as it used to be because of that devaluation. It makes me very, very sad.
1: Yes, I think an important point to keep in mind is that Wyndham points do have a strict expiration and it's tied to when the point is earned. So simply acquiring more points will not reset the activity or whatever. So do want to keep an eye out on that, especially if you intend to acquire massive amounts of Wyndham points. You don't want to have them expire and go unused. Um, also, I would recommend the Wyndham business card from Barclays. It is sometimes annoying to get approved for, but it's pretty solid. You know, you can earn eight X Wyndham points on gas, which you know, assuming you're redeeming for one to two cents per point, window is a very high return on spend for gas. Um, it also comes with fifteen thousand anniversary points or ninety-five dollar annual fee, which I think is pretty solid. Um, you also get Wyndham diamond status, which can be matched to things like Caesar's Diamond. Um so you could get perks potentially in Las Vegas. So uh yeah, Sean and I both have this card. Yeah, it's pretty underrated, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's such a it's such an interesting card. Honestly, this is like a side note as well. They keep sending me like boxes. I don't know if they send you showing, but for like Christmas, they sent me a winter brunch box. So like I did get that they box. They gave me a waffle. Yes. They did they give you they give you the they give me a waffle maker and then some syrup and some pancake. Or like waffle the, batter, yeah. like it's it's so bizarre. And then the previous year, I got a pizza making kit, and they gave me oh. a twenty dollars Visa gift card. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's so stupid, but the card is very competitive even without these random perks. Like it's it's a very very strong card if you can. Get I mean, it for me, it it, Super it, underrated.
1: it just pays for itself in two ways: a, the anniversary points, and b, the hundred dollar celebration dinner credit i get at caesar's i can use in Vegas because i matched my wind of diamond to caesar's diamond that gives you a hundred dollar credit to use at res- caesar's restaurants every year so that is already greater than the annual fee i think it's a no-brainer everyone should look into it
0: totally and and also you with the caesar's diamond you get that atlantis day right you get four nights it depends on when you're going but it's between two to five nights at atlantis in the bahamas it will cost you about 75 a night to use it because you have to pay the uh Resort fee, resort fee taxes, and housekeeping gratuities, but they give you some free slot play, and compared to what the normal rates at the hotel would be, very, very, very cheap. I'm still, I'm, I haven't used it yet, but I'm very tempted to use it this year in January. I, have you been tempted to use that before?
1: Yeah, I mean, my my vacation schedule is so packed. So I don't know when I'm gonna fit that in, but it, it does seem pretty interesting. I mean, I just like the, for me, the no resort fees at Caesar's properties are more useful than Vegas that you get with Caesar's Diamond. Uh, but you know it does sound pretty cool <laughs> and then oh the other thing is if you have caesar's diamond you could potentially match that to a bunch of cruise companies and get free cruises uh we're not going to go into detail for that here but if you're interested go check out our um episode forgot the number but it's titled something like free free cruises condos and casinos so go check that one out
0: yeah, you you can get a ton of benefits with casino status because you're you're able to convince people that you're a gambler without actually being a gambler. But yeah, I, it's a great – these are all great partnerships. I feel like the strongest one for me would be Hyatt and SLH. Second strongest might be and Acosta. Third strongest would be Choice and Preferred Hotels and Resorts. But I mean, honestly, they're all pretty good. They're all situational. It just depends on what hotels you want to book and, and what your points balances are.
1: Yep. So I think we'll wrap up for today. If you enjoyed this episode and learned something new, please give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. It really helps us out uh, in putting out quality, more quality content for you all. Um, additionally, if any of the cards we talked about today interest you or if you want to apply for any card for that matter, please consider using the referral link in the description below. It greatly helps us out. And Sean, why don't you plug our Discord?
0: Yes. Yeah, so if you want to connect 100% for free with an elite group of award travelers and credit card enthusiasts, check out the entirely free Traveling Discord group at the link in the description. So thank you so much for watching and we will see you next week. Goodbye.